All right. Welcome back to episode four of the Hunting RJ podcast. Today we have a special guest, uh, Miller here, uh, NCAA senior analyst, uh, here to join us today. Um, if you haven't guessed already, we're doing a March Madness themed episode. We're going to run through a little bit of the tournament, uh, give our picks uh, in each sort of quadrant of the bracket, um, see if we can kind of sniff out any upsets, and we'll give you our winner at the end of the episode as well. So, uh, yeah, I think we can we can dive right in. Uh, Callum, do you want to do want to start us off here? I'll start us off by recognizing how much of an idiot our host is. Um, we had already been recording for, for we, we had recorded like 22 minutes. Um, We've already done the whole West region, um, but we will do it again for you guys. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. we did not record. Um, yeah. Just want to, again, uh, welcome Miller onto the podcast. Nice to have some some NCAA analysts from ESPN hopping on. Um, so no Aiden's, Aiden won't be up to task. Why don't, why don't we start in the East? Uh, and then we'll come back to the West later, just because we're a little burnt out from the East right now. West, we're we're a little burnt out from the West. We just did twenty yeah. minutes on it, and but yeah. we will come back to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so Mitch, or yeah, Miller, why don't you start us off? What What are your opinions when you, when you look at this East segment? What's uh, yeah, like, like I said, so the East. I think Michigan's in a bit of trouble. They're without livers and stuff. They're looking like a tough one seed. Like they're going to get bounced sooner or later. It's just kind of a matter of where. I think Texas has a great chance of getting out of this region. I really like that team. I think they, they could get a bit of a scare from Abilene Christian, to be honest. But we had a lot of people talking about that, taking that spread, which is fair. But I think after that, they'll, they'll wake up and hopefully get the win out of there and move on. But, uh, no, it's definitely an interesting region because I don't I don't like Alabama that much of a team defensively. So I think they, they're they going to get beat by someone somewhere and not make it out of here. And Michigan with that injury. So... I'm looking towards Texas to go through this in a lot of uh, my brackets. I'm kind of thinking about t- taking a future on that too. Cause they're like plus 600. I want to say to get out of this region. Yeah. 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 I've actually already, I've actually already bet the, the Texas future to go to the region. Um, you guys have bet the same stuff. Like everything yeah. Miller says, Callum's like, I've already bet it. Everything <laughs> Callum says, Miller's like, I bet it. Yeah. You know what's funny? I actually have Texas getting out of the region as well. Knowing nothing about the sport. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do too. Pure I mean, I mean, when when you look at the bracket, it's it's a super interesting one, right? Because you got you got Isaiah Livers out. This Michigan team with Isaiah Livers, um, and so when you have him and Wagner on their wings, um, they've looked great. But but we were talking about this earlier. Uh, a stress a stress fa- fracture in the foot is usually something that wouldn't. And Miller mentioned like you probably likely wouldn't come back um, until deep in the in the bracket. Well, I got the gun show out here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the gym after this. Got the cut off. Um, Livers likely wouldn't come back until until late in the tournament, and I think Michigan's in trouble early. Like like this eight nine matchup between LSU and Bonaventure. Those are both great teams, and then what they could see in the Sweet Sixteen when you got the potential for a Colorado or a Florida State or maybe even Georgetown. I think they're honestly. I think Michigan beats um, the 16 seed, but has a lot of trouble. Both in the round thirty-two and in the round or in the Sweet Sixteen, if they get there. So where do you see them going out? So I, so what I have right now, I have, I have Michigan. So it's difficult, right? First of all, who do you have winning eight nine? The, 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 yeah, the, the first round matchup is really important here. The LSU Bonaventure. I actually I lean the Bonnies here, um, but it's it's this is the biggest coin flip of the tournament for me. It's such a hard game because. They're two polar opposite teams. LSU's got a great offensive um, repertoire. The Bonnies are, are a great defensive team. I think my rationale here is one thing that has plagued the Bonnies from the season is that they only really run five or six deep. Uh, and so in these regular season games, then maybe later in the tournament, they're really going to get hurt by that. But their starting five uh, and six man are super solid. So I think at least in the first round of the tournament, when they're all going to be fresh, I think they're going to be able to play all those men. Um and also, I'm not a huge believer in LSU. I really don't like Cam Thomas. I think he's projected to be a lottery pick in this year's draft. I really wouldn't like him uh, to be on my team. Um, uh, so, so I do lean the Bonnies in the defense here. I think they're able to slow the pace down and win the game. But I also think the Bonnies are a better matchup for Michigan than LSU. I think Michigan performs better against against the St. Bonaventure team than, than an LSU team who, on its day, can beat a lot of teams a lot of top tier teams in this country. 
Um, so, I, so I have Michigan actually beating the Bonnies in the round 32 and then falling in the Sweet 16. I think they'd fall to likely either Colorado or Florida State, no matter who they play here, without Isaiah Liberts. I do have them falling to, to Florida State um, just because I don't think – like we'll get into Colorado later, but but I don't think Colorado has enough to beat Florida State. Uh, what do you guys have for, for Michigan? Yeah, I got Bonnie's. I like Bonnie's against LSU. I bet it, but then I actually cash it out. I'm going to wait and see if maybe LSU will take some like public money and kind of push up the underdog for Bonnie's a little higher. But I, I like them. I think they can be – like I'm just not that high on this LSU team. That's a football school. I don't think they're <laughs> playing any basketball and like beating Bama. the Bonnie's. But, uh, but, yeah, again, and same like same thing. I think the Bonnie's could beat Michigan with their like, offense and defense pretty equal and stuff, like pretty well-balanced team. But, uh, like, if LSU gets through that, too, like, LSU could take Michigan out because LSU could just shoot the lights out. They're one of those teams that can score a lot and stuff. And so if they're shooting the lights out, then that might be the end for Michigan there. And exactly. uh, Yeah, and same, if Michigan makes through both those games and stuff and moves on to the uh, Sweet 16, then, yeah, I don't know. I think they might be playing Colorado. I like Colorado to beat Georgetown, and then I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado takes down Florida State. And Florida State's obviously is just a beast at home, but on the road with these tournaments and stuff, and like their defense is kind of not there. They they do have a lot of turnover problems and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado gets past them, and then it's Colorado, Michigan, and the well, whatever round that would be, Sweet Sixteen, I guess. So to be honest, I have not really looked into this region at all. Um, I have Georgetown beating Colorado. Just because I saw that they blew Creighton, it was they beat Creighton, right? They blew Creighton out, and then I had I saw an Oregon Colorado game, and Oregon beat Colorado. So I think Georgetown's hot, and Colorado also lost Oregon State. So I think they're cold, and I think Georgetown's gonna win. That's my only logic there. Yeah, I mean, you could also argue like Colorado has had a ton of trouble, like difficulty on the road. They're six and six away from home this year. Um, because obviously they, they live in the highest altitude place in the States. They're absolutely dominant at home. Um, but they get red on the building occasionally on the road. I've, I've watched this team. I'm not a huge fan, but at the same time, I'm going to pick them over Georgetown because I think Georgetown's getting, they have a great narrative behind them with the Patrick Ewing story. Um, and obviously they blew out Creighton. I think they blew out Creighton because Creighton's a fraudulent team, not because yeah. the Hoyas are amazing. Um, well, yeah. I'm also I'm also not a believer in Florida State. I, like again, I've watched them; they're really reckless with the basketball. Um, I don't think that's a great four or five seed team here. I also think, like I think Michigan fares better, or I think Michigan is more in trouble against uh, an LSU or a Bonaventure team than, than this than this Florida State or Colorado team. Um, that that's the way I see it. Aiden, do you have any do you have an opinion on this? Upper side um, of the bracket. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna move down lower on uh, in the bracket. I was, I was looking to hear your guys' thoughts on Alabama. Obviously, um, they've gotten a lot of hype throughout the year. But, but what do you guys see uh, in Alabama uh, in this tournament? I think they're a football school and they can't be good at basketball, so they're getting bounced. That's my <laughs> whole logic there. Callum, um, Alabama. Like obviously SEC champions has a great year came out of nowhere. I think the SEC is just weak this year. Um, I'm not a huge believer in this Bama team. Uh, I've watched them pretty in depth. I mean they've strong against like a horrible Kentucky team. Tennessee hasn't been great. Missouri hasn't been great. LSU hasn't been great. Like like this SEC is actually I think one of the weaker SECs we've seen in recent years. Um, I'm not a believer in what they can do on the defensive end of the basketball. They also shoot almost 50% of shots from three, which if they're not hitting their their shots, they're going to be an out. Like if you looked at how they've played over the last month, um, they've had some really tight games against not great opponents. I actually I actually think this Alabama team is going to get bounced in the second round by both UConn or Maryland, um, whoever makes it to that game. I think I think I'm a huge fan of actually both these teams. I think I think Maryland they've had amazing quadrant quadrant one wins. UConn has looked fantastic at the end of the season i know they had their issues at the beginning but they, they look they've been the best team they're clearly the best team coming out of the big east in my opinion um coming into the tournament i actually have uconn winning that game against maryland also winning that game against alabama um and then facing on against texas here yeah and then i have texas winning that game beating michigan 
Um, and I actually placed a future bet, Texas, uh, at seven, yeah, plus 600, seven to one um, to go to the regional finals. I actually think, I think that's a great bet. Like, I really like Texas' chances. They, they have three elite big men that, that run the floor better than anybody in the country. They, they defend they defend well. They, they have a pretty efficient offense. With Michigan with no livers and, and Alabama coming from a weaker SEC uh, and with their shot selection, uh, I see Texas getting out of this region. What do you think about Alabama, Miller? Yeah, I think Alabama's just kind of, like you said, they're depending on the three ball. Their defense isn't that good. Like a lot of road games, they've played some really bad road games throughout the season too. They've been pretty good at home and stuff, but their road games, like they've just not looked that impressive. So, yeah, I don't see them making it far. They'll probably beat Iona. And like, but I think, yeah, they'll, I think they'll fall to UConn as well in the second round. And, uh, yeah, I like Texas getting through here. I just don't – I think Michigan's going to have some trouble. And Colorado, Florida, Florida State. State, like the other kind of teams that are top ranked, just don't I, – I don't think they're quite on Texas' level. I think Texas is a really good shot here. What do you think of this this first four matchup? You, you got MSU – or like Michigan State against UCLA – two of the top 10 greatest college basketball programs ever uh, facing off. Obviously, both have other issues. What, what are you thinking here? It, wait, in the play-in game or in uh, – Yeah, in the first four. Yeah. Um, I don't – everyone's on Michigan State, but that line has not moved. Eh? It's, it's questionable, I, yeah. So many people take Michigan State, but, like, the line's kind of hanging around too. They're not really – it's not like the Drake one where the line actually did move down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So – I, I wouldn't be surprised if UCLA wins this one. Uh, Michigan State, like, they got lucky to even get into there with how they played all season and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't really have a – I don't know. I just don't really want to bet that that game in. And I, I kind of like BYU to get past whoever gets through that game, honestly. Wouldn't I think BYU is an underrated team just because um, they come – like, they get really overshadowed, I think, by Gonzaga. But I don't know if you watched that Gonzaga-BYU game. Um, they they can shoot the lights out. They also have some solid bigs inside. They have the defensive player of the year in that conference. Um, I forget his name, but he's like a seven foot one dude. Guards the rim really well. Like I think BYU is a high quality team. My opinion on Michigan State, Michigan State in terms of talent is horrible. Like they 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 have. I think they're a terrible team in terms of talent. I think they're coached well. Um, and I think they like a grind out defensive team that that's obviously had some good wins when they shot the ball well. But I, I like I like the UCLA side of this this first four matchup too, because um, UCLA is like actually a really talented team. Um, they've done well in the Pac-12 this year. They, they they've taken some of these teams uh, like UC like USC and Colorado uh, to the end of games. I, I like UCLA on that side, but but I'm with you. I think I think BYU advances and then falls to Texas uh, in the second round. Yeah, one thing I was listening, like, read about and stuff was just talking about, like, kind of some of the top teams that have a chance of winning uh, the whole tournament. Basically, like, if you look at the stats besides, like, the one outlier that was, like, 2014 UConn, it was, like, kind of all the teams in are in Ken Palm, like, uh, efficiency, like, offense efficiency and defense efficiency. you got to be ranked pretty high in both to win the tournament, usually. If you're not ranked top high in both, you, you usually just don't win. Because so like, you have the one game where, yeah, you have a great offense, but kind of like an Iowa and Ohio State kind of fit this bill. Great offense, offensive efficiency up there, but then their defensive efficiency is just so far back that if Iowa or Ohio State was to win the tournament, it would just be like they would be the worst defensive efficiency team to win it in a long time. So th- that's kind of interesting stuff. And so when you look at that through the Kampon ratings, like BYU actually fits the script, although it's kind of surprising because they haven't played probably the hardest schedule. But they, their defense and offense are both pretty efficient. Um, so there are a couple of teams, other teams that ca- caught that. Was Colorado was one of them, actually. And then obviously the top couple, like Baylor, Michigan, Gonzaga, all fit the bill as well. And uh, Virginia actually did, but obviously Virginia has its COVID issues and stuff. And I'm, I'm interested to hear the BYU-MSU, or if it happens, BYU-Michigan State line. Because I think... I think the public is falling victim. Uh, I've seen a lot of people think Michigan State's going deep in the tournament just because they have like that, that big name. They, they got Tom Izzo, obviously, it, but they're a really bad team. You know, I, yeah, I think I think, I think let down their whole season's been <laughs> exactly like I, I honestly think like a bunch of these people that don't watch college basketball. Like if I'm Aiden Esmond out there, I see I see Michigan State versus BYU. I'm like, put me on Michigan State, right? <laughs> like, I feel like it's gonna happen a lot, and the Lions gonna absolutely move. Um, if that happens, it's interesting that it hasn't moved in the UCLA game. 
Um, if Duke would have been handed a miracle and got into the play-in or something like that, everyone would have bet Duke too. Yeah, exactly. Like, everyone just lo- yeah, everyone's heard of him, blah, blah blah. And same with that's kind of what Michigan State's getting. So so, I, so best bet for this region, you can only make one bet. What do you what are you doing? I'm taking Georgetown plus five. Just based on the logic I said earlier, just because I want. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But can I take mine? Colorado minus five. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't bet that guy. I was hoping the line might move, but it's kind of moving between like minus five, minus one ten, and minus one fifteen. Takes a bit of money and then goes back, and so it hasn't really moved. I think I'm going to take the same Bonaventure. I think they're plus one hundred five on the money line right now. That'll be mine for this region. I'll probably take them. I'm gonna yeah. hope it's up a little higher to like plus one ten, plus one fifteen, or something like that. And uh, or maybe UConn. What's UConn spread? I think they're minus three. Minus three. Yeah, I don't I don't mind that either. Yeah, I I agree with you on the Bonnie's opinion. I think that line moves honestly, like pregame. I think so much of the public saw LSU in the SEC tournament and is gonna be really on them. Um, and doesn't really know that, like who is St. Bonaventure. Um. I think that line moves, and I think you take them there. I think my best bet, I think, is honestly the Texas the Texas regional champions. Uh, at plus 600, seems like pretty ridiculous value when I think a lot of people agree that that they're, that they're the best team in this region um, and not an overly difficult path. I think, I think Aiden, what's your best Let's, bet looking at the region? Just, just to give context on, on what Texas is, is. What's Michigan at? Yeah. Um, I want to say, like, Plus so 3.0. Plus 200? Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Okay. And what, what's Alabama at? Don't know. I didn't even have any interest in betting that, especially with their injuries. So I didn't even look, to be honest, but I'll check. Alabama, it looks like um, plus 350, right? Yeah. Like n- nothing nothing entirely special there. Um, Zach – Actually, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Zach, you can actually get Georgetown at plus 40 if, if you want that one, if you're a huge believer in the Hoyas. I'm, I'm a big Hoya guy. Hoya! South or West, what do you guys want to move to? Which one's which one's good for you, given you're on your phone? Well, I'm, like, here. I'm on my mm-hmm. bracket. Okay. Uh, let's go, let's go south. 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 Yeah. Go south. Yeah. Um, Opening thoughts. What do you, do you have any upsets? Let's start with this question. Do you see any huge upsets coming in this first round? I think I think a lot of people love the upsets here. A lot of people love the Winthrop. Because um, everyone and their dog is on Winthrop. Do you have the percentage of people on that on that bet, Miller? Yeah, I can check it out. Uh, it's it says only twenty one percent taking Winthrop, but but that's money line. That's just like that's yeah, like in the ESPN in the bracket thing. thing. So like. Again, bracket bracket like strategy is a little different than kind of betting strategy. I can check like actual uh, action and check out what uh, betting wise are going. Because one thing I re- or like listened to that was really interesting about making a bracket is it's almost smartest to just take every favorite in the first round. Yeah, because picking an upset you really don't gain much when you pick Winthrop or something to win outright. It's like okay, great, but like you're hoping for a four to one contrarian bet to hit to get one point which isn't that much in the whole scheme of the bracket stuff. So having like, if you lose a favorite like coming through, it's like, okay, so be it. Like that team that plays amazingly, Winthrop gets through, maybe they just get bounced the next round and it doesn't even affect your bracket much. Mm-hmm. So it, that was kind of a really interesting thought and stuff. And it's kind of better to kind of look deeper into the tournament where you can kind of project what the line's going to be between two better teams. Like when it comes to being Alabama versus Texas later down and where that's basically going to be a pick and then you take the upset as Texas, where maybe a lot of people like just making a bracket might think Alabama would be a better play there. And uh, so you kind of get your country in there where it's actually a pick them and your odds are a lot better rather than when you're taking the big upset first round in your bracket to get one point, which could just hurt you pretty bad. Yeah. So- I think, I think, I think I still like, I think, I think my, my, the way I think of this, and that's an interesting point, is I'm, I'm still taking the Winthrop first round because I think regardless, both these teams have been bounced by Purdue quite easily uh, in the second round, even though Purdue's kind of has a good matchup with North, Te- North Texas there. North Texas is a terrible team, not a bad team. Um, I think I'm going to go with Winthrop, though. Like, this Villanova team's looked absolutely horrible, though, Colin Gillespie or Gillespie. Um, Winthrop, if Winthrop, I guess, controls the pace, 
they're going to win this game. And I think Villanova, with a competent guard duo, is able to is able to control that pace. But they they simply don't have a competent guard duo out there right now. Um, I just don't think they're able to control the pace. Winthrop moves too fast. I I still like Winthrop, but I, but I like I like the over a lot. The over opened at 140. It's moved to 143. I actually bet right when it opened, alternative over 148 uh, at plus 200. That, that was like a a large bet there, but I absolutely my line my line's like 160. Like it, it's it was like 20 points over the total, and so I'm like you got I got <laughs> got to do, and the lines already moved three, so it's, so it's looking like a decent bet. Like it's looking at like I made a lot of closing line value there. Um, hopefully it pays off. Yeah, I haven't heard of any uh, total projections where you get to 20 point edge, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're on the right side of it, clearly. That's funny. I don't, yeah. know, if it's, I don't know if the line's going to move up to 161, but. Can you imagine? <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> I, think, I think when you look at the top of this bracket, right, you have, you have Baylor, I guess, quite easily moving past Hartford. This North Carolina Wisconsin ones, though, a really interesting game given. I guess the prominence of the programs, um, and they play really contrasting styles of basketball. Like Wisconsin's really slow pace, North Carolina's really up tempo. North Carolina plays like a bigger two. Um, Wisconsin won't be playing like massive bigs. What do you look at when you look at that game? Uh, I think the line's like minus one and a half to to North Carolina. Yeah, yeah I, I really don't know what I think on that one. It's kind of I haven't looked into it much. It's not one I'm that interested in betting because yeah, like you said, they're very different teams and stuff, and yeah. Yeah, I think it's just going to be – I don't know who I'm going to – I feel like in my brackets I've been kind of switching back and forth and then just have Baylor beat whoever gets through that one in the next round. Yeah. The public's on Wisconsin in that in that game. 58% of bets are on Wisconsin. Okay, yeah. I took Wisconsin because it looks like an upset, and that's what I wanted. That was my whole logic yeah. there. Taking the big upset in 9 yeah, of the 8. Yeah, 9 of the 8. I think I, I think I lean North Carolina in, in terms of bracket, not in terms of spread betting, just because um, they have a lot of size. I don't know if Wisconsin can keep up the size there. Um, such a hard. This is a pretty hard. Um, I, I like I find these first round matches really difficult, right? Like like I think a lot of people are on this Utah State spread against Texas Tech. What, what do you see when you look at that? When you look at this bottom half of of the South region. I've looked at the I like I keep just taking Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech actually looks pretty good in this whole region, honestly. To move a little further and stuff. I haven't really looked into that game individually. I haven't heard anyone talk about it much spread wise, because it's like what five and a half spreads. It's just kinda Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to really take Texas Tech with their kind of low scoring games to cover that five and a half, but I don't really know enough about Utah State to think uh they have a good shot at covering it, but out of the whole bracket, just I don't like Ohio State much. I like I've said they're defensive Efficiencies and stuff are not really that great, so I think they could definitely get bounced. Uh, I like they've got a pretty good start with uh, Oral Roberts, then maybe like Florida, Virginia Tech, which aren't the most intimidating teams, I don't think. And then, but probably Purdue or I guess is Arkansas or Texas Tech ends up kind of later and down the bracket and matches up with Ohio State. I think one of them will take them out. I think Ohio State gets a great draw here. Um, I think yeah. they're just simply not a good team. Um, Florida and Virginia Tech though both suck. Um, they just do. Arkansas is nothing like incredibly special. I, I have Ohio State moving forward, but like, I've really I'm not on Ohio State. I think they get absolutely tramp like trampled by Baylor uh, in the yeah, matchup. Baylor. I don't know. How to, I have Baylor moving on. I don't know how to think about Arkansas though. Arkansas is such a enigma. Arkansas is like fast pace, right? What I've heard. Yeah, they they run like the wind. Um, <laughs> And they play no defense. Like it's it's classic SEC basketball. Um, but like they ran through Alabama early in the year. Um, they've been really hot. They've won like eight of the last nine coming to the tournament. Like that Arkansas against Texas Tech is going to be a great game. Yeah, I, I can I can I can see Texas Tech moving into the Elite Eight here. I don't have them doing it, but I can I can very likely see that happening. Mm. Just because Texas Tech plays great defense, it's a little pace down. Um, so you have Baylor winning, like advancing to the Final Four, though. I see that happening quite easily, honestly, because I'm not a believer in in like Villanova. Obviously, have has their issues. Not not a huge fan of North Carolina, Wisconsin, Purdue. I think is overrated. Actually, a lot of people are on them recently. Um, they have a great player in like Travion Martin, but I, I don't think 
they're they're much outside of that. They looked horrible away from home, um, especially in the Big Ten. And then Ohio State's, I think, a bad two seed. Arkansas's, I think, a bad matchup um, against Baylor. I, I think they actually move on to the region quite out of the region quite easily. I also that was a bet for me. Um, I got them at it was like wasn't anything special. It was like plus one ten uh, Baylor to advance. Uh, but I honestly think it's I think it's a higher percentage. Sorry. It'll be pretty easy for them. Yeah, like like I like that. I also like the interesting matchup here. I think it's Florida Virginia Tech. That I think is like the other outside North Carolina uh, Wisconsin Florida Virginia Tech, right? Because they both been playing horribly. Who you have moving on um, from that game? I, I think I'm like fifty fifty. I kind of like Virginia Tech in that one. I think. Uh, let me just look at their game log and see what kind of what they're because I remember like they had a big COVID layoff just recently as well, which kind of has hurt them. Yeah. But when they did come back from that, they actually played pretty well, I believe. They were a top 15 team early in the year. Like when you look at kind of November, January, or November, December, then they have that big COVID layoff. Uh, Florida as well had been a great team early in the year, then had that big injury, um, which is an interesting game. They're, they're both playing poorly recently. I'm actually on, I think this is the first time me and Miller disagree with things. I'm actually on Florida for this game. Um, I think it's just a good matchup for them because Virginia Tech's been horrible away from home. Virginia Tech also is really reliant or has a really reliant on three ball, which uh, Florida defends really well. So I, I think I think Gators minus one, solid bet there. My bets are Villanova over, Winthrop plus six and a half, um, Gators minus one, and then Baylor uh, to win the region at, at plus 110. Yeah, I actually don't think I have any bets on this region yet. I would say Baylor to win the region just because I don't think any of these teams are that good other than, like, Baylor, who's solid. So I just think Baylor should pretty easily get out of there, especially from what I'm hearing from you guys as well. That kind of backs it up. Yeah. Eden, do you have any opinions? Yeah, I mean, most brackets do have Baylor um, getting out of the Swedish. 51% of of people have them in in the Final Four. Um, So... Outside of probably Gonzaga, Baylor's pro- looks like the 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 other one seed that that's probably gonna make it to the the final four guys. Yeah, you don't see Illinois doing that. I I guess that can be a good little catalyst for us to move. I I see Illinois also doing it. I I see like my final four right now is Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, and then Texas. I think it's oh, a pretty shock. Or, you called me a square. <laughs> yeah. Miller called me a square for having Gonzaga, Texas, Baylor, Illinois, and I got called a square. Yeah. Well, what's Miller? What's your final four? Oh, I got a bunch of different ones. See, <laughs> so, yeah, you don't want to know. You'll you'll like mine. Mine is Gonzaga, Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Talk to me about that team. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just it, it's so okay. interesting, right? Because because they come out here with they come out here with Cade Cunningham, who's going to go number one in the draft. He's a Amazing talent. So, so before you before you talk about Oklahoma State, do you want to just move on to our Midwest side of the bracket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a yeah. transition. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure we we're just focusing yeah. on that part. Man. Yeah, right. we'll move. Oklahoma State. It's so interesting because I have Cade Cunningham. Everybody's like, okay, Cade Cunningham can carry this Oklahoma State team. Oklahoma State is a fantastic team with and without Cade Cunningham. They beat West Virginia with Cade Cunningham. Without West, without Cade Cunningham, they also beat West Virginia. Um, they they and beat their, their other guy too. Uh, what's his name? The other top player. It's like uh, something Anderson, right? Like Avery Anderson third or no, something. Like there's that. another guy that was a kind of big factor that uh, was playing for them, and he was out, and then he just returned in that last game where they played. Uh, they returned for that Baylor game. Pretty sure. Uh, Kiki. He did not play very well, but he played 37 minutes. So, yeah, he's definitely a starter. But he wasn't playing before, so he's back now. They're criminally underrated or underseeded uh, at the four spot because I think, I think they're better than – like, I, I had a future on him before the tournament where, like, bracket was out and stuff. I'm at, I have him plus 6,000. 6,000? <laughs> yeah, and it's down to, like, plus 3,300 now. Oh, what a bet! Yeah, except bet wait, wait, was this was this was this pre Big Twelve tournament? Yeah, that's impressive. That's a really yeah. solid bet. Yeah, no, I, what I, futures, I tell us the futures you have, Josh. Yeah, I put twenty on that. That was back when uh, 
It was like after they beat Oklahoma twice, but Bet365 is not giving me a cash out that shows that they have <laughs> dropped at all. Give me $6 cash They put out 20 on bucks on it at plus 6000 Now it's plus 3300 and they cash out $6. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely joke. Not, not doing me any favors. But I still really like that. But they've picked a tough draw. Like they got Liberty who could shoot the lights out. So they got to like be worried there a little bit. And then after that, I think they're going to get Tennessee for sure. And Tennessee's been playing pretty good. Like another tough team to go through. And then after that, they're probably going to have to play Illinois unless something weird happens. And But I don't see that happening. Yes, I think I think the level of team in the Midwest, it, like the average team level in the Midwest is probably the strongest, right? Because you got Oklahoma State, who's hotter, who's as hot as any team in the nation right now, is literally going to struggle in the first round matchup. I, I'm huge on this Liberty team. I have I have Liberty plus. Uh, I got them plus eight. I don't know the lines now. I think it might be plus seven. Um, seven. And then it went back to seven. When and I had it, it was seven and a half. Oh yeah, seven and a half. They 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 slow the pace down. They shoot lights out from three. They're exactly who you don't want to play in an opening round matchup. Um, I still have Oklahoma State winning that game, but again, like you said, they're going to see Tennessee. Then they're going to see either Illinois or the best eight seed or the best nine seed in the tournament. And then they're going to see kind of this bomb side of the bracket. When we look at the eight, nine seed Loyola, Chicago, Campbell has them as a top 10 team in the nation. Um, in terms of like their adjusted metrics, then you have Georgia tech at the, at the nine seed who, who just won the ACC tournament. How are you betting this? Uh, and do you think either of these teams have a shot at taking down uh, AO and Cockburn and, and the Illinois? Yeah. I think they'll have a shot, but I think it's going to be tough. And in that first game, though, I just don't really know, like, if the line's up to four and a half now, God, like, I, I four. four and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't think I can lay four and a half with Loyola. And uh, I've seen a lot of people taking it, and I was, like, thought about taking it early and stuff, but it was, like, three, and people take money line and stuff. And I was, like, looking at it, it's like, okay. But, like, then someone else said, too, like, Georgia Tech, they're a good team. Like, they've given a lot of good teams trouble and stuff. So, to get them, they're going to be like plus 150 and stuff. I, I don't know. Uh, it's a tough one. But like, if I'm going to bet aside, I don't think I'm going to lay four and a half with Loyola. I think I'd rather just put something on Georgia Tech money line at plus 150. It, if if I, I'm Georgia Tech and if I'm Loyola here, I'm pissed. Like both of them. If I'm Georgia Tech, I, I win the ACC tournament and I'm a nine seed. Um, when like there's no real, like obviously in the Big East, uh, and there's there's these COVID outbreaks, um, and teams start to crumble, and, and Georgetown um, makes a big stand in in the Big East tournament. It's different, but but when Georgia Tech wins the ACC uh, tournament against like Florida State, who had to go through UNC, who had to beat Louisville, um, and they get 19, they're playing Louisville, Chicago, who's quite clearly like the best or the second best eight seed uh, in the tournament. I think it's just criminal. Um, and then if I'm loyal in Chicago, being the eight seed, having to play Illinois in the next round, if they do win, I'm also not happy because because they've had a fantastic season. I think it, it, super this top half of the Midwest is crazy, crazy strong. Because I also think I also think Tennessee is underseeded. Um, same with Oklahoma State uh, and FM Liberty and Pitts. Like yeah, Drexel's a, a write-off, but everybody else in that in that bracket is a quality is a quality quality team. Yeah, I saw one thing that was actually really interesting. I read like an article just saying like Illinois basically gave like the win pro- the probability they're going to make it to w- what round and stuff. And I assume it was kind of done off like Kempo ratings of like a, the probability of a certain team to make the next seed and then what the probability of them to beat Illinois is and done like that. And it said it gave Illinois a 42 point or 41.9% chance of making the final four, which is kind of interesting because they're plus 162. So you're taking a like plus 162 to make final four on something that's a 42% chance. That's pretty good odds. That's value. Did, did you take that future? I haven't yet. No. Cause I, again, like there, there are a lot of good teams in this region and stuff. And I, I just want Oklahoma state to make it out too, which I have the winning the fucking tournament. Yeah. You have Illinois. You have them winning the entire tournament. Oklahoma state. <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma state. Oh, Oh, good. Uh, you get, tell me you, if you have them winning the entire tournament, tell me you got them at plus 6,000. No, in his bracket. No, 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 in my bracket, my bracket. You gotta back that up with some money though. Plus six. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I put I put money on it. I put money on it. But 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 like still, it's at plus at plus thirty four hundred. Like I didn't get. I wasn't I wasn't Miller. I wasn't able to see the future. 
I was just I was just able to hop on a little late. Who are your, who are your futures on? He's one of, on Texas as well, I think. Yeah, he won Texas as well, 3,300, which I like, because especially if they make a Final Four there, then they're kind of – they're definitely in it. Uh, I won in Virginia. That one I don't like as much, but especially with what kind of where they are in the That's bracket. Horrible. That's a horrible bet. Yeah, I placed that way back as well. I was on beginning of April. So – Oh, and you have Oak State. And I got – yeah, Oak State. He has Oklahoma yeah. State too. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, if I'm Oklahoma State or if I'm Illinois – I really hate the top of this bracket. Because you look at the bottom here. The bottom of this bracket, I think, is really bad. I think Houston sucks. I really don't like Houston. Like, I really, really don't like Houston. I think they're – Yeah, surprisingly, they're actually one of the teams that uh, – one of the guys I listened to had uh, as, like, top team defensive efficiency and offensive efficiency. Like, Their metrics it? are great. Metrics but are good. But I agree. I don't like them. They, they never they – They didn't even win the American. They, they didn't even win the, the division. They, yeah. they, like, they lost – they lose in Wichita State. They lose in Tulane, Tulane – um they're like they're beating memphis on a half court buzzer beater who who's like contending for the nit right like yeah, yeah I, I used to minus seven that game against memphis and i was like i want to i want a bad streak and I'm like, okay i'll take this i like him here like they're up 12 and a half looking decent look back five minutes left they're down four i'm like okay it doesn't look like they're covering <laughs> i think i think houston's overseas as two in the nit as well like i just That's i really don't think they got the gift good. of a spot too to play Cleveland State and then go into like Rutgers or Clemson. Like I think Rutgers might be able to take them out, but still, like that's a pretty good spot to. Rutgers and Clemson both suck too. Like this, this bottom half of the bracket is really, really bad. I think it. I think it's easily, easily the weakest pod, if you will. Yeah, um, and I'm not sold in West Virginia at all either. Like, I really don't have them going far in any of my brackets. No, it, it's so difficult. Like, like Syracuse, Syracuse as an 11 seed. I don't know. I don't know what the committee was thinking when they put made them an 11 seed. The fact that these guys don't even have to play a playing game when they didn't even come close to winning the ACC tournament um, is it, is a joke. Simply, it's a joke. San Diego State uh, is actually a great team, but like West Virginia is not that good. Clemson and Rutgers both suck. Houston sucks. Like I honestly, I'm like, which team do I have losing? To, to Illinois, OK State, uh, in the Elite Eight is like the question I'm asking myself here. I think none of these teams, that's why I think Illinois got screwed. They're on the other side of this bracket, I think they they move on to the Final Fourth East. But but it, having to get through Loyal Chicago and then OK State, it, I think it's tougher than them than getting through a West Virginia or Houston. I don't think I don't think Houston makes a pass. I think Houston doesn't make a pass to Sweet 16, no matter who they play, whether it be San Diego State, West Virginia, Syracuse. Yeah, I don't mind Tennessee in the first round there, minus eight, too. That's kind of like the same play as the taking Colorado minus five, just playing against the team that kind of played out of their ass, won their conference tournament, and now, okay, start again. Here's a new tournament. Yeah. And Oregon State, great story. Congrats, make the tournament. But Tennessee, Tennessee's kind of playing better now, too, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. So, I, again, eight's a big line, though, but so I don't know if I'll actually take it, but I definitely lean that side, and it's kind of – same reasoning behind taking Colorado is just Georgetown. Everyone's on Georgetown because they play awesome and stuff. But now it's kind of fresh start, new tournament. What can you do? I think I think that's easily the the easiest, um, or the 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 least likely twelve five upset. The, this Oregon State, Tennessee, all these all these other guys like Winthrop, Georgetown, yeah, UCSB look look okay. This Oregon State bet or this Oregon State pick, uh, I don't think falls through with it or at all. Zach, I know you're a huge Oregon fan. Big Pac-12 State. I know. I know. Yeah. Are they rivals? Yeah. What are they, like Oregon State Beavers? Yeah. He also has a lot of buddies that go to Oregon State. Yeah. That's but, um, I've actually watched their team live, too. Watched their women's team. I was betting on their women's team live <laughs> one year. That was thrilling. <laughs> That's when you know you fall into a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um so who do you have in like that bottom quadrant go into the sweet 16 so i it's different in all my brackets i think in my performance bracket which i'm calling is like my my final bracket yeah. that i'm happy with it's a terrible i have west virginia not because i like west virginia it's because i don't like any of the teams they play west like, virginia over houston over Houston because Clemson, Clemson and Rutgers have very similar Clemson. brackets, and I don't know why. Yeah, I have the Clemson same. Clemson and Rutgers are horrible. Um, and I have West Virginia over Houston, 
and then get them getting their abs like getting absolutely fucked against Illinois. Um, <laughs> Illinois is like a great team on both sides of the ball. I I I don't see them not getting out of this bracket um, unless they maybe fall to OK State. But I think OK State's luck is going to run out. Um, Tennessee would actually give them a great challenge too. I think I think whoever comes out of that top side of the bracket moves on, whether it be Tennessee, OK State, Illinois. But my favorite bet is favorite bet. bet in the region. I got is my Houston um, Cleveland State. I got the under. Uh, I got under one thirty six. I think lines moved a bit. Um, have a massive edge on that. Um, so really like the bet there. I also like San Diego State minus three against Syracuse because um, I think Syracuse is a fraudulent team. And then my favorite is maybe my Liberty plus eight um, based on how they control the tempo, based on how they shoot the three ball. Uh, against an Oklahoma State team that I think is slightly overrated by by the public currently. Yeah, Miller and I were talking about it a couple of days ago, I think, and he was just saying, like, Oklahoma State's going to beat Liberty, but he definitely thinks it's going to be close, right? Yeah, exactly. Just because, like, one, it'll be slow like, pace. Like, Cade will probably win them the game, but it, they'll cover. Yeah, Liberty plus 9.5, if we got that early in the week, would have been a really good one to do. You open at 9.5? Yeah. Jesus. And got that, I think it got down to 7 like a day. It's yeah, seven yeah. and a half right now. It seems like Ohio opened at 10 against Virginia. That dropped like crazy down to seven now. And then USCB, I think, was opened at eight and a half and then dropped to six and a half. Pretty insane. So those are some of the big spread line moves. So who who does everybody have? I know Aiden. I know I have Illinois. Aiden has um, OK State. I have Illinois. Here. Miller? Uh, I got everyone. Miller has so many brackets. Yeah. You, do, you like, do you like Houston in any of your brackets to get out of here? No. no. <laughs> I exactly. have been the Rutgers or Syracuse every time. Do <laughs> you? Yeah. <laughs> maybe I give them the benefit of the doubt let them beat Rutgers, but then I take Syracuse there to kick her, kick them out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I'm just – If you were going to put a future down, who would you take? Oklahoma State, because the odds, like I think Illinois is also like like I said, they got a forty two percent chance of getting out of this bracket. So I, I like them. Like it's tough to not. Yeah, oh. probably gonna have to build a proper uh, bracket for our pool and put in Illinois because I think that is the smartest bet. But a lot of them, I am taking Oklahoma State because that's the outcome I want to see. If there was a bet, even if it was like minus fifteen thousand, that Houston is not gonna go to the region, I'd sell my house. <laughs> and put my fucking life Bill, we're selling the house. If 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 Houston makes other region, I'll let you guys play this clip back because it'd be so foolish. I think if, if I could short Houston plus three twenty five, I would short it with with all my life. I hate, I I absolutely despise this team. I think they're a joke. I think they're an actually, I think they're actually disrespectful to be two seated. Um, like I honestly think if if Houston was smart, they'd drop out of the tournament. To be respectful to the game of basketball, because <laughs> like they're so flip hard to play. Flip it, flip it, or flip it. That's why you got you got bet the under in this game. Houston can't fucking score. Oh, you can bet it. You can bet. You can bet Houston on like their stage of elimination. You can bet it on stage of elimination. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you, I just you want... they're, okay, they're not winning. Like first round, you think they're going to be Cleveland State at least as a twenty-point yeah. favorite. Yeah. So you leave that one out, but then you could take. Second round to lose there, they're plus 425. Sweet what? 16, plus 275. And Elite 8, they're plus 240. I'm likely going to hammer those two bets then. Sweet 16, I'll, I'll bet them accordingly. Maybe maybe that's Elite 8. I think no fucking chance to get Elite 8. No way. Okay, well, here, like it, with the odds, like you could put 100 on each. And if as long as they don't make... As <laughs> those long, are units. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as they... Like, 100 You're, bucks, just a quarter of a unit. Yeah. So you throw 100 bucks on each. Worst case, like, you can, they have to be Cleveland State for you, though. <laughs> or else they, then you lose 200 bucks. Imagine. The thing is, I'm not sure about the, the Houston 20-point favorites, I think, is ludicrous. Uh, Cleveland State team is horrible. Then, then, basically, if they make it the Elite Eight, you win 40 bucks. <laughs> make it the Sweet 16 lose, you win 75. And if they get knocked out in the second round, you're up 225. So that pays 525. Okay. They have to be Cleveland State, though. Yeah. Speaking you could have the Cleveland State money line for the other little bit. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good head. That's in mind right yeah. here. So then, then you go and you take uh, Cleveland State money line and you put that 40 profit <laughs> if they go to the Elite Eight there. <laughs> and 
this is this is how you bet your life on them not making the final four. <laughs> I would know. Let me just sell the house real quick. List how to bet his life. Yeah, exactly. Love that. Speaking of teams we we don't like, I think we all love Gonzaga to get out of the West region. Is that correct? yeah? I forgot. I forgot we had to go through the West here. Um, we can bang through it here. We'll bang through it quickly. I mean, it's pretty simple. You look at you look at this you look at this region. Gonzaga simply got no competition. I mean, um, yeah, state. They're guaranteed to make ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they don't make hundred dollar units, yeah. Fuck so okay. I win. I win point one units. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you throw thirty on Cleveland State. So if they get knocked out first round, you're making one fifty. They get knocked out second round, you're making one hundred ninety five. Knocked out third round, you're making forty five bucks. And if they don't make, if they get to the elite eight, then you're then you're sweating. But they still lose there. You win ten bucks. <laughs> Insert that meme. All that for a drop of blood. Yeah. <laughs> okay, West. 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 I mean, um, West. Everyone has Gonzaga going through. Yeah. 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 And I think I think that I think the big theme here when we were talking about earlier is is this bottom pod when we look about who who is Gonzaga going to be in the elite eight. Um, I think we agree it's not Iowa. You look at this Iowa team, um, and I mentioned this earlier, Iowa's horrible defensively, but they beat teams when they have a mismatch. Luka Garza is the best player in the country. They get in the ball. If, if, he, if he can actually catch the ball inside, he scores with ease against few. Uh, or sorry, he, he, he only gets, I guess, trouble against few. Um, that includes Hunter Dickinson. That includes Kyle Young. That includes um, Kofi Cockburn, um, like these big boys uh, out in the Big Ten. That's why I think they slide easily through Grand Canyon, um, likely playing Oregon in the second round. Oregon's an undersized team, though I like Oregon. Um, I think they do lose. If they play, if they play VCU, now we, got, now we got a game in our hands, but I think they do win. And then I think UNC, USC is likely to take out Iowa in the third round here, given the Mobley size inside, uh, given their ability to stop um, Luka Garza. It, Luka Garza is also a liability defensively. Like he's a he he's a horrible defender. That that, that matchup with Evan Mobley is just completely like a complete mismatch there. Um, they might have to get Keegan Murray to start that game. Um, but I mean, I think you can easily see USC making making the Elite Eight um, and then falling to Gonzaga because because this Kansas team is has co- has their COVID issues. They have their injury issues, and even without them, haven't looked too promising. Um, Whereas the Pac-12s, I think, been slightly underrated. Um, Zach, I think, watched a lot of Pac-12. What, what are your thoughts on this USC team, if you have any? Uh, I've really only watched Oregon. Um, Kansas has injuries, right? Yeah, they're, they got their COVID. Injuries problem. and COVID. Um, and COVID. Double. There might be one of the players with COVID, but that's not. They're not sure of that yet. So, we were saying earlier that we love Drake to get through here. Um, there was a huge line movement. Drake opened at plus two and ended up at minus one and a half, I think, currently yeah. when we're recording this. Um, but I do think USC beats both of them, like whoever gets through. Um, and if USC is playing Kansas then, um, and Kansas is in that much trouble, like if Miller just said that their player, their best player might be out with COVID or whatever, um, I do think that they can get through there. I just don't know. I have Oregon going there because I've watched Oregon games and I like Oregon. Um, I think, honestly... Oregon's undersized, though, right? They like, kind of have clamps, though. Like, when I, I watch... Understand. Game, have you ever watched this Luka Garza kid? If, if he gets the ball inside and he has any sort of mismatch, it is a bucket. Okay. That game, that Oregon-Iowa game would be 95, like, 84. Like I, Really? They just score the ball at such an incredible rate when they have a mis- mismatch inside. Um and we've seen that all year in the Big Ten. Oregon, though, Oregon's a good team. Oregon's actually a pretty good team. And they have a good coach. I, I think that's kind of underrated there. Honestly, Dana Altman is, like, being in the tournament. He's taking good teams. Like, when Dylan Brooks played Chris Boucher. That was um, a dirty were, team. Hmm? That was such a dirty team. Yeah, exactly. And Dana Altman helped that. He's a good coach in the tournament. Um, I, 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 guess, I, guess, I, guess, I guess they'd be – They'd be squared off against what I would argue to be the actual, the worst coach in the tournament, um, Fran McCaffrey, who, who's the coach of yeah, Iowa. Yeah, honestly, from what you're saying, Luka Garza is just going to score the basketball. Um, no, but, but 
It, it, Fran McCaffrey will finally play his son, Connor McCaffrey, who I think might be the worst Div 1 basketball player ever. He averages three and a half points. Okay, look at this. Listen to the fucking numbers. Of the guy. Averages 30 minutes a game, three and a half points, two rebounds, three assists on 33% from the field and like 20% from three and 50% from the line. And he's a point guard. He's like a 6'4 white dude. He's on the court the whole time, but just doesn't do a thing. He's the coach's son. He's actually the coach's son. Nepotism. Two seed. How is it legal? Like how? If, if I was a if I was an Iowa Hawkeye fan, I would raid Fran McCaffrey's house and be like, "Dude, why are you playing your son? Like, get him off the team. He's a joke. He sucks. He's horrible." Um, a little off topic, but look at this: the Bucks put up thirty-one points at half against the Sixers today. Yeah. Guess who has the Bucks? <laughs> yeah, oh. five. Man, I took uh, Giannis triple double today because it's like plus three seventy five, and he's gonna three times in a row. Bro, no Embiid. Yeah, I thought it would be close even without Embiid out, right? And he's Giannis is four two and two, and what? Milwaukee puts up thirty one points in the first half. Are you yeah. kidding me? It's ridiculous. Uh, they're I, I they're shooting twelve for forty five. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Let's, say, let's stay on topic here. I don't want my editing to be getting done. <laughs> you can toss it in there. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What do you see yeah. on the top side of this bracket? We've got Creighton US or UC Santa Barbara. A lot of people love the UC Santa Barbara Creighton game. Um, they love the upside here. Miller, Zach, what are you thinking? Yeah, let's go back to those. And then the Virginia, Ohio one too, because there's a lot of so yeah, start with the Creighton one. Creighton obviously they're they've got their problems. Their coach was just kind of fired and from some racial comments he had made and stuff. There's been a problem within their program. And then they went to and just got killed by Georgetown, looked horrible. So obviously they've been a popular underdog. That spread opened at the USCB plus eight and a half, and it's down to six and a half or so now. It might have bounced up. I think there might have been an injury. It might be back to seven and a half or something. I'm not sure. I can't remember. There was one of these games that's kind of what is which one? The USCB one. Ohio's the one that's jumped back up to seven and a half. I think USBC. It, where UCSB is is around six and a half now. I yeah. want to say. And uh, then yeah, Ohio's been yeah. Oh, it is seven and a half. It's yeah. seven and a half. Oh, is it? Shit. Yeah, Creighton, it's Creighton minus seven and a half. I think it's one of their guards is uh, questionable or something like that now. So that's why that line went down to six and a half and then jumped back up once he was announced questionable. So that makes USCB a little bit scarier if they do are missing that guard. Um. But, yeah, Ohio is also a popular upset of Virginia. Virginia's having their COVID issues. And we kind of talked about that earlier. That got deleted. But it was <laughs> they, uh, they're flying in on Friday because they're quarantining and all that. So they're going to get one practice in and going to have to play it the next day against Ohio, who's been practicing there probably all week. So that's quite a disadvantage for Virginia there. But, yeah, it's tough to tell you. Virginia's uh, very slow pace, and they kind of take their time and efficient on both ends. So, I still think they have a good chance of getting by since Ohio's defense is so bad, but I do. I have, I have bet Ohio to cover that spread at plus eight because I think uh, Ohio could score well enough to keep themselves in it. I'm and on. The- I'm on the fade Virginia train here just because I think even without COVID, I like the Ohio sp- spread. Um, this Virginia team's like horrible in the last month of the season. They've lost to a Duke team that's been that was a joke. They've lost to this a North Carolina State team um, that's like really not good. Uh, they won off a buzzer beater in the Syracuse game um, when Syracuse wasn't hitting anything from outside. Plus, Virginia's historically been really, really bad uh, in NCAA tournament games, especially recently under Tony Bennett. I know they won in 2019, but they had no right winning that tournament. They came in as like the overall net one seed, and they they got taken to the wire in every single game. I, I just don't think the, the brand of basketball they play is a winning brand, especially – as teams have figured out that they have no true score on the team, all they do is bring Kihei Clark into the middle of the paint um, and he just kicks it out for three. If you can mitigate that, they can't score. Um, I think Ohio's an overrated team. I think Virginia's an, a very overrated team. Uh, I bet the spread here at plus eight. Um, I put Ohio in my bracket just because I hate Virginia, and I also think – You've seen COVID have such significant effects on teams this year. Um, but I really don't think these guys are, are doing it. Either, either of these teams are doing anything in the tournament at all. Um, I basically have UC Santa Barbara, the 12-5 upset. Then I have Ohio, the 13-4 upset. 
I do see Santa Barbara moving on quite easily, actually, again, against Ohio. Um, I think... Getting like, dominated think, by Gonzaga. Yeah, it's getting warped by Gonzaga. <laughs> which I think is bad for Gonzaga, right? Gonzaga's like having a, a pretty weak introductory teams here in the tournament. And I think they're going to be hit with a slap on the side of the face when they when they reach the Final Four and they're playing uh, a Texas team or, or an Alabama from, from the East region. Um, if I was Gonzaga, I'd want to play... Like this Oklahoma Missouri game could be interesting. Um, both teams are struggling right now. I know. We, I think we. All, I think we're all in Oklahoma for that one, just because Missouri is just a, a pretty bad team. But if I was Gonzaga, I'd want to play like a, a higher quality team uh, before the Final Four. Yeah, if any team's used to doing it, it's Gonzaga though they play such a poor schedule and then come out and play good teams and are able to perform. So I think uh, if anyone can hand, handle that, it's them. Getting some easy competition and bouncing into a tough game. But uh, I like Eastern Washington to cover that spread against Kansas because Kansas is also fighting these COVID injuries. This this one this bracket here, like the West, is really interesting because we got Kansas with COVID problems, Virginia with COVID problems, we got Creighton with coaching problems, with all that going on, how they bad they've looked. So there's a lot of and Gonzaga just soars through. Basically. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that are just like asking to get upset and help Gonzaga just have an easier and easier path. Exactly. And last note here before we move on, I know we already chatted about this, but I'll, I'll chat about it on the podcast. Gonzaga has already played Virginia, Kansas, and Iowa. All three of them they played away, and all three of them they actually absolutely ran through. Virginia wasn't even a game. I think it was like 25 points. Kansas, they trampled. This was Kansas pre-COVID and pre-injury. This was this is like a healthy Kansas. This is also a healthy, like prominent Virginia. They also beat Iowa at Iowa's best in the season uh, by 12 or like by 10 on Iowa's home floor when Iowa shot absolutely ridiculous uh, from three. They, they still lost. Um, this is, from what, I've, from what I understand, over the past decade, there's never been such a surefire Final Four team than Gonzaga in this bracket. They, they couldn't have got a better draw. Um, they were helped a lot, I think, by... By the, by the committee's reluctance to put to put conference teams in the same region, like like Iowa, they do the snake format. Iowa's a net six seed, but they still found their way into a Gonzaga bracket just because, given Illinois and Michigan status as a, as a Big Ten team, Iowa wouldn't be able to like the committee just yeah. wouldn't put them in, put two Big Ten teams in there. Um, so yeah, I think. I think I think I think there, there's never been a path this easy for for one seed to get to the final four, coupled with the fact that Gonzaga is one of the greatest teams we've seen, like one, one of the, one of five teams that entered the tournament with a with a 26 no record. The question is now, as we move into the finals, do we think Gonzaga has what it takes to be the first team since Indiana to have a fully undefeated team uh, season and win the national championship? Uh, Zach, why don't you give us your thoughts here? I think they do. Like, they're 26-0 and 0 for a reason. I know they play in a pretty shitty conference, and they have a lot of muffin games. But as you just said, like, they've played three or four teams that are in this tournament and dominated them. And They also played West Virginia and, won and squeaked by by five points, right? Yeah, but also, like... They were also down 13-and-a-half to BYU in the Pac-12 finals. Or, sorry... Sorry, sorry. I forget what conference they're in. It's confusing. Like, like the Mountain West. Uh, what are they in? Oh, what are they? Yeah, whatever it's called. Uh, whatever no, it's called. Well, the Gonzaga Conference. The Gonzaga Conference. Yeah, there we go. Um, but they're also, like, they're playing a pretty easy, as we just said, like, they're playing pretty easy schedule. So if they blow people out, then they can get their guys rest. And I think a lot of these other teams are going to have to fight and, like, claw their way into this Final Four. I think Gonzaga should be better rested. Um, and they're, I just think, they're the best team in the tournament. So I think they get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you have? I also have Baylor in the final. I have Baylor being Illinois. I don't. I don't really know why, but I just do. Yeah. You? Yeah, I think Gonzaga is going to get to the final four. Obviously, they'll kind of breeze there, but uh, I think a team like Texas or something, te- like if Texas has them in the semifinals and then Illinois in the finals or something like that, like I think this Gonzaga team can be beat. Like Callum said, like they've had their times where they've been down earlier, this and that, and. But against West, West Virginia's close game, BYU being down, like you come to a real hungry Texas team or in like Illinois in the finals and stuff. I would like it's a good team, but it can be beat. So I don't know. I don't. I'm Who not do you, putting any futures on Gonzaga. Who's your winner? 
Uh, my winner, Oklahoma State with Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go. On the yeah. K train, baby. Yeah, I want to see Texas and Oklahoma go deep. I think they have the tools too and stuff, but. Yeah, I actually have an Oklahoma State Texas final. Yeah, I love it. I, I think I think we all love the Texas here. Um, I think they do fall to Gonzaga, but I do think Gonzaga actually loses to to Baylor in the finals. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people have gotten like less hot on Baylor recently. I'm, I'm still a huge fan. They play in the most battle tested conference um, in the country. I think I think the top teams in the Big Twelve are better than the top teams in the, in the Big Ten. Um, like the West Virginias, the Texas Techs, the the Texases, um, the Kansas of the world, the Oklahoma States, right? Right. Baylor, the only loss Baylor's had is Kansas when they got back from their, I think like three, how, I don't know how long, three week COVID protocol. And then Oklahoma State, when Baylor simply didn't have a good game, Oklahoma State played the best game they possibly could have. And they still squeak by 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 five or six points, but they're down like with with three minutes left, right? Like Baylor, Baylor is a team that shoots forty one percent from three on average, like across their team. That's a ridiculous rate. It's not like a team that has to blow up, like a team that shoots like that is consistently just unbelievable from three. I think they match up. I think they have the, they match up the best with Gonzaga of any team in this tournament, just because the guard play is so good and Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell. They have downhill guards, which Gonzaga has shown throughout the tournament, or not throughout the tournament, but throughout the year. They don't like, like, like BYU, who has a similar team makeup, but just like a, maybe a more poor man's Baylor, has been really giving Gonzaga trouble. I think Baylor, I think if Baylor meets Gonzaga in the finals here, they win, um, because of, because of the players uh, and the guards they have. I think Jared Butler is legit. I think I think Jared Butler is likely going to be the best player in this tournament. Um, he shoots a three ball incredibly well. He's he's a lottery pick. Um, I have the final score, 82 to 77, Baylor over Gonzaga. After I think Baylor beats Illinois pretty handily, um, and Gonzaga beats Texas in a close one. Um, one thing uh, that's interesting with Baylor was the COVID stuff, because like when I was like talking about kind of pairing like how Michigan had their COVID outbreak, Baylor had a COVID outbreak, right? The Baylor COVID outbreak involved like the a lot of the players actually testing positive, versus Michigan it was like well, someone in the office tested positive and had the new variant. So that shut down all their activities for a while, but it was no one really on the team that was affected by it. Yeah. Michigan losing livers has kind of like hurt them there. But like before when I was like, I put a Michigan future before livers was injured earlier in the season there. And because it was just kind of like, okay, Michigan had their whole COVID layoff, but at least another players had it and had to like kind of suffer through maybe some, some of the longer effects of this with their conditioning and this and that versus Baylor. Like those guys were actually kind of struggling with COVID and out and they, they did bounce back slow and they're kind of, starting to look more like themselves, but it'd be interesting to see how that kind of plays a factor. If, Cause we don't know anything about this whole COVID stuff and how it really affects some teams. And, but especially in a tournament like this, where you're playing a lot of games and getting some good competition, Baylor's got a decent path there, but yeah. Yeah. It'll be to see. Yeah. I mean, I mean, since, since COVID, they obviously had a tricky game against Iowa state. They won that, but Baylor has then beat West yeah, Virginia. Like coming in. Sorry. They've looked a lot more like themselves coming in now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think the, the games they played recently have, have been like last five games they played other than other than Kansas State have been all twenty teams, top twenty teams in the country. I think they're gonna be battle tested. Um, it's kind of like a contrarian pick because everybody's gonna be on Gonzaga, and uh, I know a ton of people like Illinois. A ton of people like Illinois. Um, I'm surprised none of us have them. I, I'm not a huge believer. I think the Big Ten slightly overrated, even though my favorite conference is here. Um, I think the Big Ten slightly overrated. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm mean, I'm so excited. Almost Everybody there. in Kingston right now is on COVID watch, um, so there's no better time to sit inside and absolutely live your life Watch away basketball. watching basketball um, and win money. Yes, yes, win money. Um, my, my, my future is I got, I got Baylor getting out of the regionals. I also have a Baylor future to win the tournament. And then I got my Texas future, man, man, futures are front fun, dude. Um, I have, I have so much, I have so many fucking bets on this tournament. Um, it's, a, so much equity. it's a better's dream. So there's no place I'd rather be. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It'll be interesting for sure. These next few days are going to be 
action packed. I know at, at four forty. So yeah, all the games are nice and spaced out, so you can bet on them all yeah. one at a time with the same money. You just keep doubling it's, it. It's both a better's dream and nightmare at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Want to hit us with a little outro? I'll, I'll hit us with a little outro then. Yeah, I guess um, that was a freaking long episode, especially given the fact that we had to record it twice. Um, <laughs> Thank you for coming on today, Miller. Really, really helps the boys speak because um, Aiden's useless about this stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. So is Zach. So is Zach. Basically thinks Oregon State's going to win it all. Um, why? No reason. Oregon. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry. That's disrespectful. Oregon. Um, but yeah, that was a, I think that was a great conversation. That was fun. I've been, I've been, I've been looking to unload my March Madness predictions uh, and feelings for a while. Yeah. Uh, I think we're gonna definitely have to have a recap one as, as well uh, of the tournament. Absolutely, Dude, yeah, March Madness is long this year. It goes in like April like seventh. It's like it's like a- we'll be able to. We should be able to recap. We'll get Miller back on. We'll talk about our bad beats. We'll get the oh lead my eight. god, yeah. Miller! I was I was victim of and fans can hear this. I was victim of back to back Iowa overturned buzzer beater three. And then Ohio State buzzer beater three, like the I the Illinois minus back to back was posted on BR betting, so I'm really questioning. But I think that one step back, two step forwards. That's my outlook on life. Um, so I'm just betting (laughs) even more money uh, as I move into this as I move into the March Madness wave. Um, But again, yeah, thanks for the support to all the fans. Podcast is now out on all platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Pop, Google Podcasts. Hopefully soon YouTube, but yeah, I think I think that's it for us now. Uh, why don't you guys have a great rest of your week? We'll be coming to you every Sunday. Good night. Good night, guys. See ya. Okay.